good evening. Whatever type of day it is. Y'all come on in. Y'all have a seat. Light your blunts up. Pour your drink. And come feel me right quick. Taco right now is sleep right now. But yes. I'm only gonna keep this intro real simple. I'm covering the debate. In your face, sucker! So you're gonna hear the fuckery in all of his glory. Yes! So let's not waste no time with this shit. Let's get right to it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first part of the debate, I was driving, so you are going to have to definitely turn your bass down. So I'm just letting you guys know because there's a lot of bass while I'm driving. So please make sure you guys turn your bass down for the first, uh, six minutes of the debate. All right, back to the damn show. I heard someone refer to people as pathological liars. Shut up. Well, I'm about to give you two pathological liars. Let's get it. If you go and look at what's happened to New York, it's a ghost town. It's a ghost town. And when you talk about plexiglass, these are restaurants that are dying. These are businesses with no money. Putting on plexiglass is unbelievably expensive, and it's not the answer. I mean, you're going to sit there in a cubicle wrapped around with plastic. It's These are businesses that are dying, Joe. You can't do that to people. You but just you can't. Can. Take a look at New York and what's happened to my wonderful city for <laughs> so many years i loved it it was vibrant it's dying everyone's leaving new york take a look at what new york has done in terms of turning the curve down in terms of the number of people dying and i don't look at this in terms of the way he does blue states and red states they're all the united states and look at the states that are having such a spike in the coronavirus Facts. they're the red states they're the states in the midwest they're the states in the upper midwest that's where the spike is occurring significantly Facts. but they're all people 
11,000 people in nursing homes. President Trump, what if about... If you say spike, take a look at what's happening in Pennsylvania, where they've had it close. Take a look at what's happening with your friend in Michigan, where her husband's the only one allowed to do anything. It's been like a prison. Now it was just ruled unconstitutional. Take a look at North Carolina. They're having spikes, and they've been closed, and they're getting killed financially. We can't let that happen, Joe. You can't let that happen. We have to open up, and we understand the disease. We have to protect our seniors. We have to protect our elderly. We have to protect especially our seniors with heart problems. He wasn't saying all this shit a couple of weeks ago. testing in the world by far. That's why we have so many cases. Let me follow up with you before we move on to our next section. President Trump, this week you called Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's best-known infectious disease expert quote a disaster oh they got a sister being the kind of the moderator <clears throat> if you're not listening to them who are you listening to let, let me, like i'm listening to all of them including anthony i get along very well with anthony but no you don't he did say don't wear masks he did say as you know oh, look at him throwing them look at them throwing them under the bus i think he's a democrat but that's okay he said this is not going to be a problem we are not going to have a problem at all when joe says that i said Anthony Fauci said, and others, and many others, and I'm not knocking him a lot. Nobody knew. Look, nobody knew what this thing was. Nobody knew where it was coming from, what it was. We've learned a lot. But Anthony said, don't wear masks. Now he wants to wear masks. Anthony also said, if you look back, exact words. Here's his exact words. This is no problem. This is going to go away soon. So he's allowed to make mistakes. He happens to be a good person. Vice President Biden, your response quickly, and then we're going to move on to the next section. My response is that think about what the president knew in January. Exactly. Getting. He was told this was a serious virus that spread in the air, and it was much worse than, much worse than the flu. Facts. He went on record and said to one of your colleagues, recorded, that in fact he knew how dangerous it was, but he didn't want to tell us. Exactly. He didn't want to tell us because he didn't want us to panic. Yep. He didn't want us. Americans don't panic. He panicked. But guess what? In the meantime, we find out in the New York Times the other day that in fact his folks went to Wall Street and said this is a really dangerous thing. And a memo <laughs> out of that meeting, not from his administration, but from some of the brokers, said sell short because we got to get moving. It's a dangerous problem. Well, this is I'm going to give you 30 seconds to respond, and then we're going to That's right. I don't know. Somebody went to Wall Street. You're the one that takes all the money from Wall Street. I don't take it. I have. You, you have raised a lot of money, tremendous amounts of money. And every time you raise money, deals are made. You know, I could raise so much more money as president and as somebody that knows most of those people. I could call the heads of Wall Street, the heads of every company in America. I would blow away every record, but I don't want to do that. They're going And then you bring up Wall Street. You shouldn't be bringing up Wall Street because you're the one that takes the money from Wall Street, not me. I, I could blow away your records that like you wouldn't believe. We don't need money. We have plenty of money. In fact, we beat Hillary Clinton with a tiny fraction of the money that she was able to. All right, gentlemen, we're going to move on. Don't tell me about contribution, gonna... $43. All right, we're going <laughs> to move on to the next section, which is national security. And I do want to start with the security of our elections and some breaking news from overnight. Just last night, top intelligence officials confirmed again that both Russia and Iran are working to influence this election. Both countries have obtained U.S. voter registration information, these officials say, and Iran sent intimidating messages to Florida voters. This Ooh. question goes to you, Mr. Vice President. What would you do to put an end to this threat? You have two minutes uninterrupted. I made it clear, and I ask everyone else to take the pledge, I made it clear that any country, 
no matter who it is, that interferes in American elections will pay a price. They will pay a price. It's been overwhelmingly clear this election, I won't even get into the last one, this election, that Russia has been involved, China has been involved to some degree, and now we learn that, that, uh, that uh, Iran is involved. They will pay a price if I'm elected. They're interfering with American sovereignty. That's, That's what's going on right now. They're interfering with American sovereignty. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think the president said anything to Putin about it. Mm. I don't think he's talking to them a lot. I don't think he said a word. I don't know why he hasn't said a word to Putin about it. And I don't know what he has recently said, if anything, to the Iranians. My guess is he'd probably be more outspoken with regard to the Iranians. But the point is this, folks. We are in a situation where we have foreign company countries trying to interfere in the outcome of our election his own own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy well i won't gush in, oh i will his buddy rudy giuliani as <laughs> a russian pawn he's being fed information that's that right russian that is not true and then what happens nothing happens and then you find out that everything is going on here about Russia is wanting to make sure that I do not get elected the next president of the United States. It's a lot of slow, stupid-ass people in this world. You know that? I mean, if you're one of these people, and you slow as hell, and you want to, you know, you want get, to get your shit right, if you've been taking the get-right pill, then you should have already got that bitch-ass nigga out your system. But... If you got that out your system, but you still struggling with some shit, you know, you ain't, you ain't quite grasped a lot of shit, then nigga, I'm going to tell you, nigga, what you need to be watching, nigga. You need to be watching, not reading Rainbow. Nah, nigga. You need to be watching, reading something, nigga. <laughs> nigga, pick up a book. <clears throat> Learn some damn words. For real. You go to this man, just look. You can place your order. You can call. You can go online. And you can just get the shit. It's called read something. And in the mail, you will get a whole lot of shit. Just from flashcards to numbers. Just so, man, you can get right, man. So you can get smart, man. So you can educate yourself. So you won't be out here. You know, you trying to mac, trying to spit your game to the girls, and you up here. You know, can I get you? You don't want that. You know what? Come on. You don't. You don't want that. You don't want the chicks to be laughing at you like, damn, nigga. You don't want that, nigga. So pick up this script. Pick up this copy of Read Something. And you will learn all it is you need to know. And tell them I sent you, nigga. Get your shit together.
just had a news conference a little while ago who was essentially supposed to work with you and your family. But what he said was damning. And regardless of me, I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. Mm. Vice President Biden, you may respond. And then I do I, want to follow up on the election security. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever. Number one. Number two, this is a president. I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years. Go look at them. 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? The foreign countries are paying you a lot. Russia's paying you a lot. China's paying you a lot. And your hotels and all your businesses all around the country, all around the world. And China's building a new road to a new ga a, a, a golf course you have overseas. So what's going on here? Why don't release your tax return or stop talking about corruption? President Trump, <laughs> First of all, I called my accountants, underwrote it. I'm going to release them as soon as we can. I want to do it. And it'll show how successful, how great this company is. But much more importantly than that, people were saying $750. I asked them a week ago, I said, what did I pay? They said, sir, you prepaid tens of millions of dollars. I prepaid my tax. Tens over the last number no, of years. Didn't. Tens of millions of dollars I prepaid. No, you didn't. Because at some point they think it's an estimate. They think I may have to pay tax. So I already prepaid it. Nobody told me that. Did your account Nobody oh, told stop me it. that. Excuse me. He it wasn't written whenever they write this. They keep talking about $750, which I think is a filing fee. But let me just tell you. I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes, number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You hear this nigga Ukraine. lying? You do. I don't make money from Russia. You hear him lying? He made three and a half million dollars, Joe. And your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Oh, your son said we have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. All right, gentlemen, I it's want to right. ask you both some questions about all of this. To I'm going to let you both respond very quickly. You just said you spoke to your accountant yes. about potentially oh, releasing your taxes. Did he tell you when you can release them? Do you as have a the deadline for when you're going to release them? I get American treated people? worse than the Tea Party got treated. Because oh, I have a lot of people in there. Deep down in the IRS, they treat me horribly. We made a deal. It was all settled until I decide to run for president. I get treated very badly by the IRS, very unfairly. Good. But we had a deal all done. As soon as we're completed with the deal, I want to release it. But I have paid millions and millions of dollars, and I, it's worse than paying. I paid in advance. It's called prepaying your taxes. Okay. I paid in advance. I want to ask you Trump. both about questions regarding your potential foreign entanglements and questions that have been raised to give you both a chance Some to talk about this more broadly. Respond very quickly, and then I'll get to my question. Why did he, he's been saying this for four years? Show us. That's right. Just show us. Stop playing around. You've been saying for four Everybody years you're going to release your taxes. Nobody knows, Mr. That's President. Right. What they do okay. know is you're not paying your taxes or your paying right. taxes that are so low when last time he said what he paid he said i only pay that little because i'm smart i know how to game the system <laughs> oh. Come on. Come on, folks. 
Get President Trump, and then I want to get to two questions to both of you. <laughs> I was put through a phony witch hunt. Nah, shut up. Three years. Stop it. It started before I even got elected. They spied on my campaign. No president should ever have to go through what I went through. Oh, Let like you didn't do no spying. This. Mueller and 18 angry Democrats and FBI agents all over the place spent $48 million. They went through everything I had, including my tax returns, and they found absolutely no collusion and nothing wrong. Forty-eight million. I guarantee you, if I spent one million on you, Joe, I could find plenty wrong. Because right. the kind of things that you've done and the kind of monies that your family has taken, I mean, your brother made money in Iraq, me millions of dollars. Your other bro brother made a fortune. And it's all through you, Joe. And they say you get some of it. And you do live very well. You have houses all over the place. You live very well. All right, gentlemen, let me just ask oh, some dear. questions about all of this broadly. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukraine energy company when you were vice president in retrospect was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical nothing was unethical here's what the deal with regard to ukraine we had this whole question about whether or not because he was on the board i later learned of a Burisma, a company that somehow i had done something wrong yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment testifying under oath who worked for him said i did my job impeccably i carried out u.s policy not one single solitary thing was out of line not a single thing number one number two the guy who got in trouble in ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the ukrainian government to say something negative about me which they would not do and did not do because it never ever ever happened my son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about china i have not had a, the only guy made money from china is this guy he's the only one nobody else has made money from china Never president trump let china. me let me By ask way, my question to you but could i just one one thing very quickly his son didn't have a job for a long time was sadly no longer in the military service i won't get into that and he didn't have a job as soon as he became vice president Barisma, not the best look, not the best reputation in the world. I hear they paid him 183,000 a month. Listen to this, 183, and they gave him a three million dollar upfront payment. All right. And he had no I, energy. I'm going to let the vice president That's respond to that quickly, and then dishonest. I need to get to a question to you. Very no quickly, basis for that. Everybody investigated that. No one said anything he did was wrong in Ukraine. Okay, President Trump, this is for you. Since you took office, you've never divested from your business. You've personally promoted your properties abroad. A report this week, which was referenced, does indicate that your company has a bank account in China. So how can voters know that you don't... This weekend, Pete Ellis Dodge is giving a $500 rebate on every new used car, truck, or van in stock. And I'm giving a $500 rebate on every new used car, truck, or van in stock. Now, wait a minute. If I'm giving away a $500 rebate, and I'm giving a $500 rebate, that's a $1,000 rebate on every Pete Ellis Dodge new used car, truck, or van in stock. 
a thousand dollar rebate from Pete Ellis Dodge, and that's the truth. Many bank accounts, and they're all listed, and they're all over the place. I mean, I was a businessman doing business. The bank account you're referring to, which is everybody knows about it, it's listed. The bank account was in 2013. That's what it was. It was opened and do. It was closed in 2015, I believe. <laughs> and then I decided because I was going to do. I was thinking about doing a deal in China, like millions of other people. I was thinking about it, and I decided I'm not going to do it. Yeah, Didn't yeah. like it. I decided not to do it. Had an account open, and I closed it. Okay. Excuse me. And then, unlike him, where he's vice president and he does business, I then decided to run for president after that. That was before. So I closed it before I even ran for president, let alone became president. Big difference. He is the vice president of the United States, and his son, his brother, and his other brother are getting rich. They're like a vacuum cleaner. They're sucking up money. President thank you. We do need to move on. They all the cahoots. Uh, Vice President Biden about China. Let's talk about China more broadly. There have, of course, President Trump has said that they should pay for not being fully transparent in regards to the coronavirus. If you were president, would you make China pay? And please be specific. What would that look like? What I'd make China do is play by the international rules, not like he has done. He has caused the deficit of China to go up, not down with China. up not down we are making sure that in order to do business in china you have to give all your intellectual property you have to get a have a partner in china is 51 percent we would not do that at all number one number two we're in a situation where china would have to play by the rules internationally as well he want to interrupt so bad Xi that and uh, when i was still vice president he said we're setting up air identification zones in the in the south china sea you can't fly through them i said we're going to fly through them we just flew b52 b1 bombers through it we're not going to pay attention they have to play by the rules and what's he do he embraces guys like the thugs like in north korea and and uh, and the chinese president and putin and others yep. and he pokes his finger in the eye of all of our friends all of our allies we make up only we're, we're 25% 25% of the world's economy we need to be having the rest of our friends with us saying to china these are the rules you play by them or you're going to pay the price for not paying by them economically that's the way i will run it and that's what we did in upholding steel tariffs and a range of other things when we were president vice president all right let's talk about oh, north oh, korea oh, let, let, excuse me no i have to yes. respond to that okay very quickly and then we're going to move on to north a billion korea and a half dollars from china to not manage after true. spending 10 minutes in office and being in air force two number one number two there's a very strong email talking about your family wanting to make $10 million a year for introductions. President Trump, on China policy, though, what specifically are you going to do? What specifically are you going to do to make China pay? You've said you're going to make them pay. China is paying. They're paying billions and billions of dollars. I just gave $28 billion. New sanctions? I just gave $28 billion to farmers. Taxpayers' money. It's what? Taxpayers' money. No, no, yeah, you know the taxpayers. It's called China. China paid twenty-eight billion, and you know what they did to pay it, Joe? They devalued their currency, and they also paid up. And you know who got the money? Our farmers, our great farmers, because they were targeted. You never charged them anything. Also, 
I charged them 25% on dumped steel because they were killing our steel industry. We were not going to have a steel industry. Okay. And now we have a steel okay. industry. Okay, Vice President Biden, your response, please. Our response is, look, this isn't about, there's a reason why he's bringing up all this malarkey. There's a reason for it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substantive issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle-class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires, they're bald because we have to wait another month or so. Or are we going to be able to pay the mortgage? Or who's going to tell her she can't go back to, to community college? They're the decisions you're making in the middle-class families like I grew up in Scranton and Claymont. They're in trouble. We should be talking about your families, but that's the last thing he wants to talk about. I want, to, is a I want to talk about statement. North Korea. Me, I do want to turn second, to please. 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's 10 a typical seconds. political statement. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks, the family, around the table, everything. Just right. a typical politician when I see that. Let's talk I'm about North Korea. I'm not a typical Korea. politician. Okay, That's President. why I got elected. That let's was, talk let's about get off the subject of China. Let's talk around, sitting around the table. All right. Come on. ever had any run-ins with the law can relate to this shit y'all check this out on one of my nigga commercials name I want to know the charge name I want to call my lawyer name I was not advised of my right to keep silent. Name. I was not advised of my right to counsel. Name. This is unconstitutional. I demand to know what it's time. Throw a nigga on the floor. Throw a nigga. I'll give you 20. Threw a nigga on the floor, made him do some push-ups. Making this nigga do some push-ups. That's fucked up. The injustice. <laughs> How it was back then. Suspicion of armed robbery. Armed robbery? It's a felony. $100 from a Puerto Rican grocer. trying to blame a nigga. Now. Okay, he's been booked. He's in the book. Let's go back to the motherfucking show.
Come on, Joe, you can do better. We're going to talk about North Korea now. President Trump, you've met with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un three times. You've talked about your beautiful letters with him. You've touted the fact that there hasn't been a war or a long-range missile test. And yet North Korea recently rolled out its biggest ever intercontinental ballistic missile and continues to develop its nuclear arsenal. Do you see that as a betrayal of the relationship you no. forged? Just 30 seconds here because we need to get on to the next So moment. when I met with Barack... Obama, we sat in the White House, right at the beginning, had a great conversation. It was supposed to be 15 minutes and it was well over an hour. He said, the biggest problem we have with North is North Korea. He indicated we will be in a war with North Korea. Guess what? It would be a nuclear war. And he does have plenty of nuclear capability. In the meantime, I have a very good relationship with him. Different kind of a guy, but he probably thinks the same thing about me. We have a different kind of a relationship. We have a very good relationship and there's no war. And, you know, about two months ago, he broke into a certain area. They said, oh, there's going to be trouble. I said, no, they're not, because he's not going to do that. And I was right. Look, instead of being in a war where millions of people, Seoul, you know, is 25 miles away, millions and millions, 32 million people in Seoul, millions of people would be okay. dead right now. President we Trump, don't have that's a war, 30 and seconds. Have a good Thank you. Vice President Biden, to you, North Korea conducted four nuclear tests under the Obama administration. Why do you think you would be able to rein in this persistent threat? Because right? I'd make it clear, which we were making clear to China, they had to be part of the deal because here's the root. I made it clear and as a spokesperson of the administration when I went to China that they said, why are you moving your missile defense up so close? Why are you moving more forces here? Why are you continuing to do uh, um, uh, military maneuvers with South Korea. I said, because North Korea is a problem and we're going to continue to do it so we can control them. We're going to make sure we can control them and make sure they cannot hurt us. And so if you want to do something about it, step up and help. If not, it's going to continue. What has he done? He's legitimized North Korea. He's talked about his good buddy, who's a thug, a thug, and he talks about how we're better off and they are have much more capable missiles able to reach U.S. territory much more easily than ever did before. Let me follow up with you, Vice President Biden. You've said you wouldn't meet with Kim Jong-un without preconditions. Are there any Ooh, conditions under which you I would meet lot. with him? On the condition that he would agree that he would be drawing down his nuclear capacity Hell to get yeah. that the Korean Peninsula should be nuclear free zone. All right, let's he move on get us all to killed. American families. Kristen, they tried Very to quickly, meet with 10 him. Seconds, they tried to meet with him. He I wouldn't didn't. do it. He didn't like Obama. He didn't like him. He wouldn't do it. Okay, you know, gotta give a him a chance to respond to that he before wouldn't we move do on. It. And no that's way. okay. You know what? North Muda. Korea, we're not in a war. We have a good relationship. You know, people don't understand. Having a good relationship with leaders of other countries is a good thing. We have a lot of questions to get to. We had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe, the rest of Europe. Come on. The reason he would not meet with President Obama is because President Obama said, we're going to talk about denuclearization. We're not going to legitimize you. We're going to continue to put stronger and stronger sanctions on you. That's why he wouldn't meet with. change the perception that some of these opportunistic talking points about the the, the uh, First Step Act and about the Opportunity Zones have more depth behind it, and he refused to take and that. And said he, he talked about being the least racist person in the room uh, 
the room where there was a um, so he's female female moderator of color. I'm, I'm pretty and, sure that Kristen uh, Welch yeah. is less racist than Donald Trump. So uh, right, but I will I will even bring another point, which which was really interesting to me, frankly, about empathy and about the coronavirus, which the president wrapped that all into one bow. And when Biden did his thing where he looked into the camera and said, I know there are people out there who are missing somebody at the table, somebody who doesn't have somebody at home, you know, going to sleep. The president attacked him for being a typical politician. It was for the, it, it um, was, this isn't about my family, it's not about his family, it's about your family. Right, but, it, but he was having an empathetic moment. Right. And what the president did was try to call him out and say, that's, to use Biden's term, that's malarkey, that's not real. Um, he's just being a politician. I don't know that people are going to buy that because if you, even if you're not really a big fan of Joe Biden's policies, he is genuinely empathetic. He means that. And so what, what Trump was trying to do globally for the whole 90 minutes was to say, you know, I might be the president of the United States, I might live in the White House, but I'm still the disruptor and he is the longtime politician. And the fact that he took it that far in that moment uh, was was risky. It's interesting you say that. I agree. I think that does sum up the night, uh, both Biden saying that and Trump's response. And I think one of the reasons why, in my view, it did not work, although I'm sure it worked with the MAGA bubble, because they think that anybody that expresses affection for their son or empathy for someone they don't know mm. is weak. Um, so, But I think that's what it's indicative of. President Trump lives in an atmosphere of disinformation, false information, reinforcing itself. Uh, and that's why some of the things, some of the punches he threw at Joe Biden, I don't think landed, because unless you were Sean Hannity, yeah, you, you probably had no idea what he's you, talking You need an encyclopedia to understand what is going on, because it's a series of buzzwords that have meaning, perhaps, if you've been studying, uh, you know, the Daily Caller, whatever it is, but if you are just a regular person going about your life, you're not going to understand where some what rabbit holes the president is going down. So, you know, I noticed in this debate, you know, they were given two minutes to give their answers. The president gets a lot of words into his two minutes. But when you listen to the words that are coming out, I do wonder how many people at home are really connecting the dots here between the words that he's saying and what it means for them. Because sometimes it does sound like he's trying to get as many of these buzzwords in, these buzz, buzz attack words against Biden, but they don't, they don't connect with real people. And I think that's where, you know, tonight, you're, you're really left wondering, what did the president really accomplish in terms of advancing his agenda for the next well, And the other thing is, People on his team, and you were saying this earlier, Dana, people on his team wanted him to talk about the economy mm -hmm. tonight. They wanted him to talk about how he's going to be able to bring the economy back to normal after he deals with COVID, even though he's not really dealing with COVID, but that's a separate issue. Mm -hmm. You know, that, this is an area where polls indicate he's still competitive with Biden, if not yes. ahead. People do trust it's the him. one area. The, the one area. Right. It is the one area. No, and, but no, but all I was going to say is he didn't do it. No. He didn't do it. He was talking. He was off in Breitbart land talking <laughs> about laptops. Yeah. And Americans are worried about food on the table or their kids not getting a good education or when is this virus going to be over? They didn't get an answer from it. Right. I mean, look, let, let's just be clear. The bar was very low 
based on yeah, I said he didn't last, set himself on fire. Right, the last right, right. Very, very yeah. And so he cleared that low bar. Uh, but, and, and he did, as I said before, listen to his advisors on some of the tactics that he should use, namely don't interrupt Joe Biden as, as much or at all, uh, and also to try to pivot as much as he could. But one thing he didn't do that people I talked to who are in his camp on Capitol Hill have said over and over again is not just the economy, but just broadly, what is your goal for your second term? What do you want to do? What are your agenda items? Yeah. Can you name any uh, besides getting the economy back on, trop, on track, which is not and a small thing? Live, and learning to live he with really, it. He, he I mean, but there really, there really aren't a serious agenda items that, that he can lay out in a very fair way, which is a really important thing if you were asking the American people to get his job back. You, you get the distinct impression that the president obviously wishes this race were different. It wishes this race were, were kind of taking the clock back to January of 2020 uh, before the coronavirus. He hasn't really come to terms with the fact that this is the race that he is in right now. And he can't just say to voters, well, I just want to take the clock back. He's got to figure out how to navigate yes. through this new reality that people are living with. One of the key things, you know, a real practical thing that I, Joe Biden spent a lot of time on, actually, in one of his answers, was about schools. And, and you mentioned it, Jake. People are living with their kids at home. They want to know how their kids are going to be able to get back into schools. These are the kinds of specifics that he, the president need, needs to walk people through what that looks for, like for them and not just say, well, the virus is coming and then we'll be fine. Let's Excuse move on me. and talk he about left American me a mess, Kristen. President Trump. Okay, we they do need to move on. They left me a mess. Come on, moderator. North Korea was a mess. Now, and in fact, if you remember so the first two or three months, it was a very dangerous on, period of my first three months before we Shut sort of worked up. things out a little bit. Okay. There was a very day. They left us a mess. And Obama would be, I think, the first to say it was the single biggest problem he thought that our country. Okay, had. let's move on to American families and the economy. One of the issues that's most important to them is health care, as you both know. Today, there was a key vote on a new Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett, and health care is at the center of her confirmation fight. Over 20 million Americans get their health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. It's headed to the Supreme Court, and your administration, Mr. President, is advocating for the court to overturn it. If the Supreme Court does overturn that law, those 20 million Americans could lose their health insurance almost overnight. So what would you do if those people have their health insurance taken away? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Sure. First of all, I've already done something that nobody thought was possible. Through the legislature, I terminated the individual mandate. That is the worst part of Obamacare, as we call it. The individual mandate where you have to pay a fortune for the privilege of not having to pay for bad health insurance. I terminated. It's gone. Now it's in court because Obamacare is no good. But then I made a what decision. No Run good. it as well as you can to my people, great people. Run his it as people. well as you can. I could have gone the other route you heard him and say made everybody his very unhappy. They ran it. Uh, premiums are down. Everything's down. Here's the problem. No matter how well you run it, it's no good. What we'd like to do is terminate it. We have the individual mandate done. 
I don't know that it's going to work. If we don't win, we will have to run it and we'll have Obamacare, but it'll be better run. But it no longer is Obamacare because without the individual mandate, it's much different. Pre-existing conditions will always stay. What I would like to do is a much better health care, much better, this will always protect people with pre-existing. So I'd like to terminate Obamacare, come up with a brand new, beautiful health care. The Democrats will do it because there'll be tremendous pressure on them. And we might even have the House by that time. And I think we are going to win the House. OK, Here you'll see. But I think we're going to win the House. How that shit come up work? with a better health care, always protecting people with pre-existing conditions. And one thing very important. Yeah, right. We have 180 million people out there that have great private health care, far more than we're talking about with Obama. He's going to terminate all of those policies. These are people that love their health care. People that have been successful, middle income people, been successful. 180 million plants, 180 million people, families. Under what he wants to do, which will basically be socialized medicine, he won't even have a choice. They want to terminate 180 million plans. We have done an incredible job on health care, and we're going to be <laughs> even better at who told you that? Okay, Let Vice President Biden, yes, this is for you. Your health care plan calls for building on Obamacare. So my question is, what is your plan if the law is ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court? You have two minutes uninterrupted. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare with a public option, become Biden care. A public option is an option that says that if you, in fact, do not have the wherewithal to be, if you qualify for Medicaid and you do not have the wherewithal, in your state to get Medicaid, you automatically are enrolled, Ooh. providing competition for right. insurance companies. That's what's going to happen. Secondly, okay. we're going to make sure we reduce the premiums and reduce drug prices mm -hmm. by making sure that there's competition that doesn't exist now by allowing the Medicare to negotiate drug prices with the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, the idea that I want to eliminate private insurance, the reason why I had such a fight for with 20 candidates for the nomination was I support private insurance. That's why I didn't not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. Lastly, we're going to make sure we're in a situation that we actually protect pre-existing. There's no way he can protect pre-existing conditions. None. Zero. You can't do it in the ether. He's been talking <laughs> about this for a long time. There is no, he's never come up with a plan. I guess we're going to get the pre-existing condition plan the same time we get the infrastructure plan that we've been waiting for since 17, 18, 19, and 20. The fact, I still have a little, few more minutes. I know you're getting anxious. The, <laughs> the fact is that he's already cost the American people because of his terrible handling of the COVID virus and the economic spillover. Yep. 10 million people have lost their private insurance. Thanks. And he wants to take away 22 million more people who have it under Obamacare and over 110 million people with pre-existing conditions and all the people from COVID are going to have pre-existing conditions. What are they going to do? Exactly. I have a follow-up for you, Vice President sure. Biden. It relates to something that President Trump said. He's accusing you of wanting socialized medicine. What do you say to people who have concerns that your health care plan, which includes a government insurance option, takes the country one step closer to a health care system run entirely by the government? What's I your say it's ridiculous. It's like saying that, you know, we're... Uh, the fact that there's a public option that people can choose that makes it the same. Look, the difference between the president, I think, health is a privilege, it's a right. All right.
every right to have affordable health care. Yep. And I am very proud of and endorsed by all the major labor unions as well as as well as a whole range of other people who in fact are concerned in the medical field this is something that's going to save people's lives mm -hmm. and this is going to give some people an opportunity right for health care children how many of you home are worried and rolling around in bed tonight wondering what in god's name you're going to do if you get sick because you've lost your home insurance your your, your health insurance your company's gone under we have to provide health insurance for people Right, and that's what I do. President Trump, Excuse me, he was there response. for 47 years. He didn't do. Now there as vice president for eight years, and it's not like it was 25 years ago. It was three and three quarters. It was just a little while ago, right four years ago. He didn't do anything. He didn't do it. He wants socialized medicine, and it's not that he wants it. His vice president, I mean, she is liberal than Bernie oh, Sanders and wants it even more. Yeah. Bernie Sanders wants it. The Democrats want it. You're going to have socialized medicine, just like you went with fracking. We're not going to have fracking. We're going to stop fracking. We're going to stop fracking. Then he goes to Pennsylvania, the nomination where he got very lucky to get it. And he goes to Pennsylvania <laughs> and he says, oh, we're going to have the question. Sorry, By the way, so far, out. I respect very much the way you're handling this. I have to say. By the way. But somebody should ask the question. You can ask he, he goes for a year. We have, a, we have we have we do have a number of we have a number of no, no, but that's a big, that's a big question. Hey, Trump, no thing with socialized. I have to respond. Vice President, your response, please. My response is: people deserve to have affordable health care. You just period, said that, period, Joe. Period. And the ah, come on. I want that affordable health care, lower premiums. What we're going to do is going to cost some money. It's going to cost over $750 billion over 10 years to do it. And they're going to have lower premiums. You can buy into the better plans, the cheaper plans, lower your premiums, deal with un 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 unexpected billing, and have your drug prices drop significantly. All right, that was a good-ass show. Yeah, y'all come on in. Boy, that was something else. But I tell you something, um, Joe Biden, that motherfucker there is, uh, yes, he is. But Donald Trump still need to and get the fuck off of Twitter. But y'all heard the fuckery. Who do you guys think won this debate? Did Donald Trump win? Loser. Or do y'all think uh, Joe Biden handled his shit? I'm sorry. What? Does not compute. Well, both of them old ass niggas was up there farting and shitting and shitting on each other. Them niggas was up there. Doing all type of stuff. The niggas was doing all type of stuff and excellent, absolutely excellent. Well, I thank you that for, for uh, that comment. But it's time to get the fuck up out of here. It's been real, and uh, I've been to get the hell up out. Y'all do your thing. Y'all stay up. Y'all be safe. I see the popos is looking for somebody. It ain't me. So, uh, 
Y'all know what I always like to say when I end my show. And as always, always believe. I'm out of here, y'all. You ugly, and you're ugly, and your mother ugly, and your sister ugly. You just plain old ugly.